Welcome to Spoilers Please, where we have discussions involving any form of media that tells stories, usually movies or TV shows, and we'll do so with spoilers. You've been warned. Hello, my name is Albert. This is Jami. And for this episode, we are going to be talking about a movie that stars a ruffian teamed up with a bunch of like scoundrels or friends and whatnot, <laughs> going on a mission and all that stuff. And we are talking about Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> I think you'll make a Red Soul Cup of reference. Bye. I'm glad you restrained yourself. A classy. Keep it classy. Red Solo Cup. Han Solo Cup. Han Solo Cup. Oh, my gosh. It is a movie. Now you can buy that movie. It is a movie. Yeah, it definitely is a movie. That's my my review. We are talking about Solo. Right. A Star Wars story. Uh, But, yeah. This is a movie that a lot of people claim they didn't really need to see Mm -hmm. because of stuff. You know, they had to make Star Wars great again or whatever. Kathleen Kennedy, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. But we're not going to go to that because that's that's just stupid. It's a stupid argument in a lot of ways. But the biggest one is uh, you don't have to see any movie. You know what I mean? No movie isn't really necessary. You know what I mean? I didn't really need to see 2001. You know what I mean? I didn't really need to see Seven Samurai. It, no movie is necessary. But anyway, yeah. go on. Maybe we'll, 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 we'll go back to that subject in another topic. Mm-hmm. But but not this one. We, we are going to talk about Solo Star Wars Story mm-hmm. um, and whether it was actually necessary. I'm sure Jami's going to say, no, it really wasn't necessary. I think, honestly, I wouldn't have mind seeing a background story for Han Solo, except for the fact that I don't think it needed to be a movie. They could have just yeah. done a comic book series of it. And they have. There's been comic books, there's been, there's been novelizations and stuff like that. But, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I, I cut you off, actually. No, no, nothing. No, no, go ahead, go yeah. ahead. I just want to go uh, back a little bit. So just uh, a timeline of things. When they first announced it, I was under the, um, the, the idea, like, you know, of all the uh, original Star Wars characters, that's the one we really kind of don't need. You know what I mean? Of all the original characters, I, the one I really want, I still want, is Obi-Wan Kenobi. To me, that one makes the most sense. You know what I mean? And then from there... Uh, the whole production, they started shooting solo and all the production problems happened with the directors getting fired like two, two weeks left and then the trailer came out and th- those things just reinforced the idea like, you know what? Boy, this movie's going to be pretty bad. But then this third and second, uh, second and third trailers came out and I said, you know what? It looks like fun. There's like a fun little action kind of a heist kind of a thing going on and then I finally saw it and I'm like, yeah, alright. So that happened, alright. No, right. but you, you made good points. Because Star Wars has always been movies that are kind of like calling back to past genres mm-hmm. that inspired their stories and whatnot. Mm-hmm. This one is a combination of a heist film, film noir, and a Western. Mm-hmm. Kind of like pulled together. It's more heist than anything else because like all the main acts involves a heist. Yeah. <laughs> you know? A heist and also betrayals back and forth. You know, where, where, uh, where they can trust somebody. That, that angle too. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Mm-hmm. I, I know uh, Lord and Miller kept... kept Hammering on to Emilio Clark, you're the film noir character. You're mm-hmm. the film noir character kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess it's that too. But then sure. that can also be fun in heist films. So mm-hmm. and, and f- oh yeah, in a not necessarily a femme, a femme fatale, but a noir film. There's always a femme fatale that leads the the main uh, the main uh, character, the, your protagonist, through you know through the land maze and uh, landmine field. And but you kind of realize is she on his side? Is he on right. her side? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's also a very noir kind of thing. It is, it is. And the whole Western aspect is just the showdown scenes. But then sure. there isn't that many of that, really. Western isn't really about showdowns. Mm-hmm. It's more than that. So, oh, yeah, the, it's, but a, it's also a heist movie. Not just the, 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 the Western part, I get in the sense that it's it's the wild, wild west out there. You know what I mean? It's, oh, sure, it's sure. It's a new frontier. There's no, it's kind of aimless. There's, it's lawless. You know what I mean? And the, the empire is supposed to be the, uh, the, the, the instrument of law. But, you know, they're the bad guys and stuff like that. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
True, true, true. Mm-hmm. But but if you think about it, all the past Star Wars movies that we've had, the the original trilogy and even even Force Awakens, it always alludes to Han Solo's past. So I don't mm-hmm. really blame the company to do a Han Solo movie because yeah. all the all the illusion of like what happened in the past is always revolving around Han Solo, mm-hmm. the Castle Run and all that stuff. So yeah, so the Castle Run. So they finally they finally figure out how to explain it to fans that. Twelve parsecs is that a time thing? Mm-hmm. It's a distance thing. Because he's rounding down too. I think that's he's rounding thing. down too. Because yeah. apparently, uh, to to the Kessel run is technically only like what twenty parsecs or whatever, twenty one yeah. parsecs. Mm-hmm. That's if you don't want to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So basically, he took a shortcut. So that's Basically, why yeah. it's twelve. Or if you 13. go through the funnel, the opening <laughs> sounds sexy. But if you go through the opening and it's a direct shot through in and out of the opening directly to. The castle, uh, the, uh, the castle. I guess it is, yeah, twenty parsecs, right? Or because, like that, yeah. because he takes a shortcut through the maelstrom, whatever you call it. The yeah. Storm, so the basically, storm. he basically yeah. he he used ways, mm-hmm. he used the exactly. ways app, and and he decided to cut uh-huh. it short. Uh-huh. <laughs> but overall, but overall, what do you think of the movie, though? Let's just get to the. the I enjoyed it. Enjoyed I, it. I was generally entertained by the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, admittedly, it's not pretty much. Um, uh, like it's not good. It's not a genre breaker. Uh-huh. It doesn't really stand out that uh-huh. much among other Star Wars movies. Would you but if you think not, about it, would you say it's necessary? Well, that's the thing, though. I yeah. mean, a lot of genre movies you watch, even Marvel. There mm-hmm. are there movies that are just there. Mm-hmm. You know, Thor: The Dark World, which we enjoyed, but it's just yeah. there. Yeah, know, we don't yeah, really so call back to Thor: The Dark World, mm-hmm. right? This is a this is that Solo is like that um, that Marvel movie, like Iron Man Two. And we're like, well, it's there. Yeah, you know, we watched it's it. It's definitely there. You know, so but it's not exactly it's not horrible either, and I think yeah. that's the biggest strength it has. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's entertaining. <laughs> that's, that's a hell of a compliment right there. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. What yeah. is the tagline? It's yeah. not bad. Here's my whole thing though. Uh, the thing with this movie, and I think a, a, it's true of a lot of Ron Ron Howard movies and stuff like that. There's nothing demonstrably bad about Correct. the movie. You know what I mean? It's not like you you, you can you, you you can point to uh, Terminator Genesis and Justice League and some of these other big blockbuster kind of movies you can point out to certain things that just are bad about it you know what I mean? character motivation the plot doesn't make a lot of sense you know what i mean all that stuff but uh his movies and han solo in particular there's nothing like one or two things that you can just say this is just garbage you know what i mean he's a very competent by the books filmmaker you know what i mean very no, serviceable of all the things you can say about the movie you, you can't say the movie doesn't make sense the plot from a b c and d all make sense, you know what I mean. Right. All the character motivations make sense, you know what I mean. So that's that's. I think that's the dilemma, or the, that's the thing that people are kind of getting hung up about. They can't point to one thing that's particularly bad, you know what I mean. There's a lot of little bad things. There's overall, it's not. It's just like you said, it's not very memorable. You know what I mean. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, let's let's try and challenge that. Okay. What were memorable about this movie? Yeah. Something. There's nothing. I I saw it just yesterday and kind of forgot. Yeah, about there there is one plot line that's very memorable. For which is the 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 droid rebellion. Thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. There's that. Yeah, I guess. Okay. That's that, that's a very small part of the movie. Hold on, hold on. We're challenging ourselves here. Yeah. Well, let's see what else. Oh, I, I there are good things about. It. I'm sorry. The, the, to me. Oh, sorry. The the biggest takeaway as far as pauses for this movie for me is actually the production. Nothing to do with the acting, the directing, okay. or anything like that. The production is unbelievable. Starting with the cinematographer. The cinematographer, I think, is called Bradford Young. He shot Selma. He's an up and coming uh, cinematographer. I, I, the the movie itself looks gorgeous. Yeah, it looks good. Visually, yeah. it looks great. 
the lighting he does he does the whole uh, natural lighting thing it's just beautiful it's just gorgeous it's great i like the production design as far as the costuming it looks great i like the alien design i really love the alien design it's i think it's maybe the best in all of star wars the alien design is fantastic yeah i love the creature the the first creature that came out of the water was also kind of a vampire thing because he's afraid of light i love the fact that he least speaks english yeah but her her henchman <laughs> has a little bit where he's also afraid of light so he closes his helmet before he right, goes chases right. on solo through out the the movie there's a lot of really 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 good creature designs and stuff like that costume design is also great everybody looks fantastic and stuff like that yep. so i think the biggest takeaway for me as far as positives is production stuff it's it's gorgeous it's it's unbelievably good looking i don't disagree there if yeah. this wasn't a star wars movie people would be raving about oh look at this movie yeah. doing all this stuff yeah. it's yeah. kind of like star wars yeah it's <laughs> yeah it is a oscar academy award caliber production design but it won't be recognized it won't be recognized unfortunately you know what I mean? just like valeria of uh, city of a thousand plant it's not going to get any kind of nominations for its visuals and stuff like that you know what I mean? it, just because the movie's not you know overall is not going to be su- successful you know what i mean so that's that's a very to me that's a very very big positive actually for the movie hmm? it is but 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 going back to the whole uh what makes film memorable are scenes yeah scenes characters so and stuff like that. so what else we're, like I said, we're challenging ourselves here. So what are memorable? What I do like L, this movie? L, it was L3? Yeah, L3. I think she's very memorable. She's I, I great. think it's I think very, great. Yeah, she's, she's generally memorable, but she wasn't in it as much as we thought she, she would be. Yeah. I, mean, actually, I actually wanted more. And, so more and I thought it was her. kind of like a joke. They don't really call her by her full name, but it's mm-hmm. L337. Oh, really? Which is Leet. Which is like a whole uh, coding joke thing, elite. Is it really? Thing. Yeah. I have no idea. It's L337. <sighs> but, but yeah. But, I think uh, it's right. I think I think she's I I think that droid really memorable very performance. It's a it's a it's a it's a new take on the fact that uh, you know these droids are sentient and you know these droids to what do what right rights do they have? I like the fact that it's one of those movies where it hints at better movies, which is a plus and a minus. You know what I mean? The fact that it hints at some sort of romance between Lando and L three. I think yeah. that would have been a better film and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, it so also goes of... to show that uh, Lando is pansexual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah. into it. If it moves in the universe, Lando is going to be all over that ass. You know what I mean? Well, I didn't think Daniel Glover was great. I think he's good. There's a scene where he, Lando does like a chronicle of Lando and stuff like that where he speaks... T- uh, he does like a video j- journal, a diary or something like that. I think that was pretty good. Uh yeah, the character the character development of Lando Calrissian is on it. I think it's pretty good. It's yeah. it, I know I, I it, it's the reason why a lot of people are saying like, oh, Lando needs to have his own movie. Yeah, because clearly there's all these little things that you can do with Lando. Yeah, he, to me, like I said, their relationship and Lando's place in the universe seems a lot more interesting than Han. You know what I mean? Han had like three films to do his three, three or four films, like four films actually to do his thing in the Star Wars universe. I don't know why they didn't give Lando his own film and stuff like that. But once yeah. again, Lando was not in the movie as much as he thought he would be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of that. Yeah. Um, He's mostly in the second act. Yeah. Uh, the train job. Yes. The train yeah. job was good. Okay. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, memorable in a sense that... Tanny Newton's actually really good in the movie. Yeah, she's, she's, she's good. Really, she's she's good. But she's barely in the movie as well. The train job is good though. I, I, I'll admit, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a well choreographed uh, scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else we got? <laughs> Honestly, for most of this podcast, I was saving up the bad stuff, man. I was say I was expecting more of the bad stuff. To, you know what I mean to, to say? Yeah, but I, I think it deserves to have some kind of credit than what it did good. God, da, 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 da. The, the, the last fight scene at the end was kind of like, uh, thank God that they didn't have Lando show up as the as the uh, the traitor. Yeah, and because it, it would have been so much like, oh, really? You're gonna do that again? Yeah, seriously? Yeah, but we're still we're still sticking with the positive. 
the twist. Uh, that's not positive because it didn't. Re- I mean, it was no big deal that he was a, he was he, he was the bad. But guy. it was a nice callback. He was sure. be- Han, Han was betrayed again. Sure, yeah, he's constantly you know. being betrayed. Uh what else is there? But speaking of betrayal, so so Beckett's Beckett's disguise is the same disguise that that uh, Lando used in yeah. Return of the Jedi. Well, because it was in the Millennium Falcon. Because you know when Han Solo gets out of of uh, of Carbonite, the first thing he wants to see is the same costume with the guy who betrayed him. Yeah, <laughs> all memories, all precious, precious memories and stuff like that. What else what was there as far as positive? Ah, gosh, this is actually a bit of a struggle. Oh, like I said, the po- I said a little bit at the beginning. This, it, it, the movie moves along though. The movie. It, it makes sense, you know what I mean. Like I said, for, oh, I saw a plot standpoint. It, it makes sense. It, it, it shows the origin. It shows the relationship between Han and and, and what's the girl's name? Uh, Kira. Kira from like you know years ago when they were a little kid, and then you know it it, it makes sense. His motivation makes sense. He wants to go back, but he just, he doesn't need to. Now he's moving forward. He's he's a smuggler. He's, he he's built up his skill set in the three years. You know what I mean? He's to become who he is right now. So like I said, the movie it is competently made, I guess. Okay, how about this? Which I guess is a compliment. Uh, Han saving Chewie. How did that turn out? Not positive to me. The one of the one of the inherently ne- uh, problems with all these action set pieces involving Han and Chewie, you realize they're not, they're not going to die. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. They're not you're, gonna you're die. not going to die. So there's not as much tension as there should be in in an action sequence. You know what I mean? Because both Han and Chewie will both live, and they'll obviously have unlike some other Star Wars characters. You also know that they'll have all their limbs too. You know what I mean? It's right, not it's right. not like going to get maimed or be like Professor X. He's all crippled in a, in a wheelchair or anything like that. So yeah, I can't give that as a positive. You know what I mean? But my only thing about that was that I like I like the beginning where Chewie was still like didn't completely trust Han. Sure. But as soon as they went to the next scene. Their best buds suddenly. Sure, uh, it just kind of like ah, it's a little bit of jump. <laughs> sure, sure. Why not? Well, well, how do they go? He they meet they they meet in the pit. They trust him enough. He trusts him enough to get out of the pit. He wants to go the separate ways. They come together, do a job, make some money. But then Chewie uh, Han does save Chewie on on the train set, right? On the on train on the train sequence. So right. So maybe that's that's how it works, I guess. Yeah. I guess that's how it works. I mean, there was no mention of the life death thing, but whatever. Sure. But but in, in over in that planet where they were, where, but but over in that World War One planet, whatever that was, uh, there was all these little scenes where where Chewbacca was angry at Han, mm-hmm. was like yelling at Han, was yeah. like like why am I with you? Kind of kind of kind of yeah. attitude. And that's gone. By the, yeah. time they, by the time they get to the train job, they're pretty much... It been, you know what would have been hilarious if they just spent the entire movie... Arguing. And also chained together, like Midnight Run or something like that. Yes, <laughs> they're always, yes, they're always, yes. They're always chained together. I want to go that way. He wants to go this way. Hijinks ensues. You yeah. know but I, mean? I think that yeah. wouldn't work because, because the whole the whole thing with, with Beckett and Han would have been undercut. Yeah. So I think... I, 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 but anyway, I like that. I like I actually like Woody Harrelson's Beckett. No. And he's you didn't? I did not. Oh, okay. Let's go. Let's I, go over there. Then. Not so much. Oh, we're into negatives. Yeah, part I of mean, it, right? what other what other <laughs> I know. positive things did really say? <laughs> the, the thing Memorable is, things. I, they've made a lot of bad decisions in this movie. Number one is casting. I just don't think it's cast for it. I'm and I'm not even talking about Han. 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 I give just like a pass. I mean, it's hard to be obviously follow Harrison Ford and all that good oh, stuff. Oh, fine. You know what? Before we go to Beck, yeah. let's let's talk about Alden and Rush. Yeah. I liked him. Yeah, he's fine. I liked him as the optimistic Han Solo. Yeah. He's not Harrison Ford cynic Han Solo. He's sure. optimistic Han Solo, which mm-hmm. works. It, it works for the actor. I think given what he, given what he had to do, given the task at hand, I think he did a, a, a good job. I think it's fine. Same thing with Lando Carissian Car- and all and Danny, uh, Danny uh, Donald Glover and stuff like that. It's, it's fine. It turned out they're the least problematic as far as Cassie. Woody Harrison, I've never been a big fan of. Oh, okay. And in this one, yeah, it's the same issue. He just he's just Woody Harrison to me and stuff like that. I never bought him. 
as the cynical and also I don't I don't trust I don't believe him as a gunslinger. Every time he does that 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 gun twirly thing, I'm like, come on, man, that's not Woody Harrison. That's not he's not he's not that cool, man. He's not that you know he's not that slick. You know what I mean? So basically, you have a bias against Woody Harrison. That and also, <laughs> but I, there are performances where I do like him. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but it's not like I automatically, you know, dismiss him. Off but off that hand. didn't but help this, that he yeah, was in this role. It doesn't no. I just okay. don't buy him as a gunslinger. Like I, said, I just don't buy him as that cool guy. You know what I mean? I, it, just, it just doesn't work for me. Uh, the lady, um, shoot. Kira? No, yeah, Kira. Amelia Clark. Yeah, Amelia Clark. Especially coming off of uh, Ray and even Jen, Jen Ursay. Is that her name? Oh, Jen Urso. Yeah, Jen Urso. And she's like the third British actress chick, and it, she doesn't really work for me either. I, she just, I, to me, she's just miscast too. And even the voiceover stuff is miscast. The guy, I like the design of Rio, right? The monkey with the six arms and stuff like that. Okay, yes. Yeah, yes. but the voice, I think it's John Favreau, actually. I think he's the voice. He just sounds like, he's, to me, he sounds very American, very modern. It doesn't, the voiceover doesn't work too. He's, the, the voiceover is terrible and stuff like that. It, it's, it doesn't work. So casting, to me, is a big problem. The, uh, just bad casting. Just, even uh, Vision, Paul Bentley, who I love. He's a great actor, but mm-hmm. he just, he's just sort of just there. He's just chewing the scenery and stuff like that. And that, that was a role that was supposed to be for... Um, Michael K. Williams, I think? Yeah, Michael K. Williams. Yeah, and but, he, I guess it was supposed to be a prosthetic role. Oh, really? Was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Basically, if he was still in that role, he was going to have prosthetics or whatever. Oh, really? But yeah. since it was, so, it was such a last-minute change... Scars. We'll go with scars makeup. Oh, no, and also the reason why he had to get bow out of the role is when they had to reshoot the movie. Right. He had other commitments, so he bounced out yeah, and stuff like that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It'll be. I'll, I'll be. Hopefully, they they put it in the in the bonus features, like like his role in the movie kind mm-hmm. of thing, like the footage they actually got from that. But sure. I doubt Lucas. You, yeah, you're gonna, never gonna see the yeah, the yeah. Phil, uh, Laura Miller footage and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. But, but go ahead. Did yeah. you have any problems with the casting? No, I did not actually. So it's, it's opposite from you. Uh, I thought that, I thought they were all fine. You know, Amelia Clark played that role where it didn't seem like she was the film noir character mm-hmm. because she was kind of like, you know, very cooperative. Yeah. You know, she she, she tells you. Ex- this is verbal exposition of, of tell but don't show or whatever because she keeps telling him, you can't trust me. Yeah. I've done things. Mm-hmm. That's all you did. But when you like to yeah. see her in the, in the role, you don't really see that until the yeah. very end. Yeah. So so there's that. But for the most part, I like I liked the cast. I did generally like the cast. Uh, but... Alden Enrich is definitely the surprise that he pulled it off, mm-hmm. you know. And, it, and I'm kind of glad that it actually is his movie. Mm-hmm. I know there's all this talk about how, oh yeah, he's going to be kind of sidelined by all the supporting characters, but nope, it was definitely Han Solo's movie. Yeah, it was definitely his movie. That's for sure. Uh, first act, second act, third act, he drives. He kind of drives everything. It's, he drives everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. he pilots everything. Yeah. And my biggest problem with this movie is actually the writing, the script. It's just, it's just really, really bad. Which is surprising because going into the project when Lauren and Miller signed up and all that stuff, they were saying. Uh, this is the movie they want. This is the movie that has the best Star Wars script going into it and stuff like that. Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote uh, Empire Strikes Back, uh, Jedi, he stepped in and wrote most of uh, La- uh, uh, The Force Awakens. Right. He wrote this, co wrote this with his son. And it's a bad script. It's just a bad, bad We're script. We're doing Force Awakens, doing about Solo. Uh, Force Awakens. He wrote Force Awakens. You didn't uh, like uh, Force Awakens' script? No. No, I'm saying he wrote those previous Star Wars script, and, oh, he, yeah, yeah. and he came in and wrote so, Solo. Actually, the thing is, he's been working on the Solo script for a long time. For a couple decades now. Yeah, a couple decades. Yeah, and the thing is, he wasn't going to write The Force Awakens. He actually took a break from Solo to help out with Force Awakens. That's, right. You know what I mean? And but, but I don't know. I don't see where the magic is. I don't know what they yeah, needed. 
what they needed, what in the script that they need, he needed to get off his chest. Yeah, ever since Empire Strikes Back, for whatever reason, Lawrence Kasdan apparently was very obsessed with Solo's backstory, mm-hmm. and he's been working. He's the only on, one. Yeah, he's, okay. he's the only one. He's he's been working on this Solo script for a long time, and like yeah. the, the the conspiracy theory was that the reason why. Um, Lord and Miller were fired was because they were moving away from his script right. mm-hmm. and he was so protective of his script they go no you can't keep changing things this yeah. is my script stop making it, it funny stop making it interesting yeah. so so it seemed like this is a script that was written by somebody who was writing this since the 80s and it yeah. showed yeah. it's very straightforward it's something that you would see in the 80s kind of kind of kind of like pulpy sci-fi fantasy kind of yeah. stuff so it, it seems outdated which just kind of gives it the whole derivative feel but it was entertaining. Ron Howard made it entertaining. I have three issues with the... the uh, th- about three issues with the script. Number one, what was the point of all this? What was the theme? What was the message? The what theme was, the th- was, this is Han Solo's backstory. That's not... We're th- going to do the check... Bo- we're going to check yeah. all the boxes of all the stuff that we, re- we refer in the previous yeah. trilogies. See, see, you're being flippant because there's no, there's yeah. no message. I'm there, being there's, flippant. There's, yeah. no, there's no point to this. I mean, some people like... Uh, Except ro- it's a heist film. If you if you if you that's, say like well it's a heist film you're they're, describing they're the plot and the genre of it right. and stuff like that. but what's the message what's the thing that they wanted to convey what's the you know what I mean the thing is with I'll just go back to the last uh, Star Wars uh, okay uh, you know what I hear I'll I'll, I'll 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 try and grasp the straws here the theme of this movie is about how optimism can end up you have to be cynical to survive yeah he yeah. ended up shooting first he's his first lesson yeah. of like hey if you want to survive this you have to be harder. Kira goes from like an innocent slave girl or whatever she was, mm-hmm. and now it's like like a hel- she helps like uh, a former Dart. Oh, we, haven't, we haven't even mentioned that yet. Okay, you know. Okay, I, I mean spoilers episode. We can t- yeah, we can jump around. Stry- so it it does seem like like um the the cynicism is where you have to where you have to be with to survive. Yeah, like but- as soon as as soon as L three, I was like I'm gonna go ahead and save yeah. all the droids. Yeah. She gets killed off. Yeah. You know, and then, and her then, optimism killed her. Yeah, and then if she uh, became a cynic, she would still be a sur- alive. Yeah, and then what did Han do with that sixty-six million credit and stuff like that at the end? He gave it to he gave it to the the the, the biker stuff. Yeah, I, I think that's the bi- one of the biggest flaws in the movie is that because it kind of kind of like, wait a minute. So yeah. so the Han Solo that refused to help the, the the rebels in New Hope already helped the rebels like years ago. Yeah. Exactly. Well, he founded the the rebellion apparently. Well, he funded it and stuff like that. All right. So going, I going back to my original point. Uh, what was the theme of it? Uh, let's just go back one uh, Star Wars movie to a uh, uh, Rogue One. Okay. Uh, if you take all the Star Wars out of that movie, that movie works as a movie about war and sacrifice in the face of war and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Okay. That was the message of that. You know what I mean? Of that movie and stuff like that. That's if the you, one that Tony Gilroy figured out. Exactly, and stuff like that. So some people love that movie. Some people hate it. I'm I'm in the, the camp of, I, I actually really like that movie a lot because it's a very powerful message. And in this one, if you take all the Star Wars stuff, the Han Solo of it all and all that out of it, What's the message in all this? What's the point of all this? What did what did the character learn? What, you know what I mean? There's, there's nothing there. There's no there's no, nothing. There's no theme. There's no message to me. It's kind of funny how you mentioned Rogue One. Actually, yeah. now that I think about it, Rogue Solo is the opposite of Rogue One in how I felt about it. Rogue One, I like the messaging and the general premise of mm-hmm. the movie. Didn't like the characters. Yeah, I love the characters. That's the opposite. See, that's the thing. I didn't like I love the, the characters. characters. Yeah. I, I the only character I like was K two. Yeah. Right. Um, I like I like Asian guy, but but I mean Asian he, guys. He was kind of like how dare Asian you Asian guys. There's two of them. But they were kind of useless in the movie too. Mm-hmm. They didn't really do much. But this is the Rogue One. Um, Solo. I actually like the characters, but I thought the premise was just you know yeah. it was there. Okay. The second point of my uh, my problem with the script is it's just some bad dialogue, some bad writing. Uh, uh, hey Han, oh, so your name is Han. Okay. Where are your people? 
I don't have people. Yeah, oh my god. That is literally <laughs> that the, is worst. the worst thing in the movie. That is one of the worst scenes I've ever seen in a Star Wars movie. And I've seen the prequels and stuff like it that. It really felt like Lawrence Gaston was holding it in his chest for like three decades. I know the origin yeah. of Solo's last name. That's that's going to... We didn't need that, Gaston. Exactly. We didn't need that. What, it's just People going in and says, is, is, is this movie going to answer questions nobody uh, nobody cared about? Or You know what I mean? And, but then it, it came up with questions that nobody even thought about asking. You know what I mean? Yeah, how like, did he what? get his last name? Nobody cares about his last name. What is people? <laughs> who gives a rat's ass? It's Han Solo. Who and, gives a rat's ass? And why would he keep it? Yeah. It, that's essentially like his imperial name. Yeah. And he's gonna fight against the Imperial, but he's gonna keep on the solo name. It's like who gives a rat's ass? It makes it makes like it's Kylo almost... Ren. No wonder no wonder Ben Solo wanted to change his name. Like I'm not gonna be called a solo. That was a made up name. Oh my I'm God. gonna make up my own name and call it Kylo Ren. Yeah, you just <laughs> gave me uh, that scene was like the most. Oh, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm watching this. It gave me flashbacks to to the prequels day. I got I got sh- I got shivers. I got chills. It's like, oh my God, I, it's, like, it's the Glorian moment of the movie. Holy cow! <laughs> and the other thing is. Uh, the other problem I have with the writing, the third part of it is, is the characterization of it all and stuff like that. So you establish a character like L3, who's obviously about uh, 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 droid rights, liberation, yeah. you know, freedom, freedom. And what is what happens to her? In a very black mirror, dark twist of twist of fate, she gets shot and destroyed. But she, her brain, her consciousness gets plugged into the Millennium Falcon, and now she's a slave, a servitude for the rest of her um, for the rest of her her existence. We're left, you know what I mean? I need to rewatch the scene again because I'm not sure if they said that her life is in the Millennium Falcon. The impression I got when I watched it mm-hmm. before before it became a black mirror thing was I thought it was just her navigational system. It's not though, but if you think because you think about. Uh, the pre the original pre uh, the original trilogy, R two D two C three po Every time they try to interface with the Falcon, they always have a bit where like, oh, this ship is temperamental. I don't know where she learned her language. There's a person. There's a personality to the ship, and that's from her and stuff like that. I know this because not not just because I remember the movie, but there's actually breakdown videos stating as such. You okay, know what I mean? I so like I said, video. that's a very cruel thing to do. You know what I mean? And it's, that's just that's just not the one example. The, another example is is the monkey character and stuff like that with the six arms. He's the guy who says, "Oh, this is my last job. I'm gonna go retire and stuff like that." Guess what? You're gonna die if you every time you say that, you're gonna die. Yeah. But also, right before he dies, what's the last thing he says to uh, Han? It's like, "Hey, man." Don't what did he say like don't die alone and shit like that. Listen, if I'm gonna die, I'm not gonna give any life advice to the guy I just met like five minutes ago, man. No, but that that doesn't work like that. Life to be doesn't fair, work like you've never died before, so you don't know. Well, give it a second, <laughs> give it a minute. But I have high cholesterol. But I can, get, I can guarantee you, I'm not gonna give life coach or life advice to the guy I just met like five minutes ago. It's it's just it's just ridiculous. It's just so just basically ridiculous. on your di- on your deathbed, there's mm-hmm. some some stranger nurse yeah. that's that's attending to you. Yeah. And you're about to die, yeah. and you're about to give him life advice. You're gonna. No wait, I'm not supposed to do that. No. Yeah, croak. exactly. Hey, there'll be a follow up <laughs> podcast to this, by the way. There'll be there'll be a follow up. There's, there's gonna put a button on this. And stuff like that. So to me, it's just bad, right? Also, going back to the bad, right? Not just the Han Solo, the last name thing. There's a scene where they break up. Well, Han Solo and Chewie break apart, and he has to convey this over the radio and says, "Oh, Chewie just left." Oh, why do you leave? Oh, I just left. So it's just like weird, bad dialogue back and forth. There's no snap to it. There's no razzle tazzle to it and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So script. Very, very bad script. Very poorly written, poorly conceived, executed script. You know, you could say you could say, you can do the George Lucas thing with the prequels. Um, good premise, bad dialogue. Mm-hmm. I thought in, in in your answer to that, I thought the script was fine in terms of like what happens in the movie. Mm-hmm. The dialogues could work. They could, they could make it work. But the characterization, Never. what did you think of that though? 
I said of need. I I actually liked it. Mm. I like I like some of the characterization. Mm. I mean, I have I have problems with like the solo thing. It's like a huge problem for me. Yeah. But but I'm not gonna let it like kill it. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing with with uh, the whole thing with L three and the Millennium Falcon. I will cover that enough after credits because mm-hmm. I want I want to spoil some other properties. So we'll mm-hmm. save it for that. But but yeah, it, it, I thought it was fine. It, but it <laughs> it was just that, that's just it. That though. should be. The, I was entertained. That should be the the. the but it was fine. This is how I should title the the, the podcast episode. <laughs> it's fine. It's perfectly it's fine. Solo, a fine Star Wars story. <laughs> fine. It's perfectly fine. It's, it's perfectly possible. Fine. <laughs> and to be fair, and and to, to to be fair to your point, that's how I, that's my overall impression of it too. It's, right. it's perfectly fine. And I think that's a success. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Every Everything pointed that's, to be to point like to, everything pointed to, to this to be a train wreck, and yeah. it wasn't a train wreck. Yeah. There was a train that wrecked, but it wasn't a train wreck. Yeah, but this go, again, and this, this goes back to my my earlier point. This is not Justice League. It's not that kind of a train wreck. You know what I mean? It's right. a different kind of a, tra- a, a train wreck. Like I said, Ron Howard, for whatever you know, for what it's worth, he's a competent director. I will say this though, as far as his direction and his this to me, there's just something wrong with the uh, the edit too. This movie moves at a very, very fast pace. You know what I mean? It doesn't have, and this is not criticism, but it doesn't have the uh, the Star Wars wipes. Th- those wipes are useful. You know what I mean? It's not like he he's just doing a Kurosawa reference when he George Lucas did the wipes back then. There's something about those wipes that, that convey a sense of pacing and well, stuff like that, yeah, a storytelling I, and chapter. You, you, can, you can blame the whole the whole code that. The standalones can't use the Star Wars yeah. swipe, wipes and the crawl. The crawl, I have no, I have no problem with not using yeah. stuff like that. But it's just, as, to me, it's an observation where it just seems like it's the, this movie moves at a faster pace than a Star Wars movie should. You know, I mean, it's 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 it goes like a even though there's like a three week, a three year kind of gap, the movie moves like this. And no, for some but, reason, but the, it doesn't feel like the same chapter type of storytelling that other Star Wars have. You know what I mean? Well, just, the, only, the only other movie that moved in a very fast pace was uh, The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. The Last Jedi had the pacing of the previous trilogy. Mm-hmm. I think, no, I take it back. Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi actually has a pretty fast pace. Uh, Empire did not. And A New Hope actually did not either, if people just don't remember that. You say, mm-hmm. And definitely not Phantom Menace or mm-hmm. Attack of the Clones or none of them had like a fast pace. They were It kind of built on its pacing. And this one seemed like it really was kind of rushing this four major plot lines in mm-hmm. the movie. You know, yeah. the, the Escape from the Planet, uh, the train job, huh. the Castle Run, mm-hmm. which was like a huge chunk of it, mm-hmm. and then the end, the, the last final act. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about the, the pace in terms of this the individual scenes. You know what I mean? I'm not talking about the Castle Run being a very fast chase scene or the train scene being very fast. No, I mean, you're talking about the movie moving along. Yeah, the part of moving along. No, the that's what I mean. It's off. It's off. It doesn't seem to take, its, it doesn't seem to take yeah. its time. It's like it just keeps going. Yeah. It just doesn't, which doesn't really work for me. It's just like for some reason, Star Wars movies, even the bad ones, the, the prequels and stuff like that, there's a certain – the way it unfolds, it has a very chapter, very old timey storytelling to it, and stuff like that. It's just, it's just odd to me. It, it, the, the, it just, this one, uh, this one uh, threw me off. I, I don't, know, I don't know how to describe. It other than, it's just, it's the pacing seems off. It seemed mm-hmm. like it wanted to be like an action film from the get go, like, mm-hmm. like right from the beginning. I think even Force Awakens didn't have that because Force Awakens started off with, with, uh, with kind of like, well, you had a, a village got slaughtered, but mm-hmm. it took its time with Ray, you know. Yeah, but this and one it, didn't have any of that. Taking its time with yeah, especially I'm just, yeah, I'm talking about the, the transition scene, the scenes in between the, the the scenes and stuff like that. You know what I mean? The stuff that you don't see and stuff like that. There's a certain Star Warsy uh, transition to these those, those transition scenes, and this one just doesn't have it. It, it threw me off a little bit. You know okay, I mean? well for me, it yeah. didn't bother me too much. Yeah. It just it was an action film, and I just kind of 
went along with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I couldn't really get along go along with was the the game of sabak. Yeah, you you watch a lot of movies with with poker and and blackjack or whatever. Yeah. And you get to play along with that. A yeah. good poker movie, you get to play along with the game. Mm-hmm. This one, you don't even know the rules. Yeah, so you it's know like the rules. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit. I think that. Yeah, I, I have the same thing because the thing is with these uh, poker, Texas Hold'em, you do you, you see the cards, you cut to the different uh, characters and stuff like that. This one, you do you do you treat it. You, the problem is you treat it the same way as a, a, as they would film a Texas Hold'em. Like mm-hmm. like they like the audience watching and knows the rules. I have no idea what the rules are. It's like I don't right. know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Jesus. They, they yeah. have to tell you. Well, I have this card. Yeah. Well, this is oh yeah. Useful. Well, I have this card. Yeah. I mean, like okay, I'll take your word for it. Okay, I guess. <laughs> so Han wins. Wait, Han loses. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, I, I, that that yeah that didn't work for me either. When are we gonna talk about it? When are we gonna talk about you know what's his name with the thing and the thing and the cutoff and the thing? Oh, he's alive now. Oh no. Oh, fine, fine. Let's talk about Maul. And apparently, we're not supposed to call him Dark Maul. He's supposed to be Maul. Are you because, serious? Really? Yeah, because that. apparently, uh, after Maul. This is backstories from uh, Clone Wars and Rebels, which I haven't seen yet. Which are still in canon, I believe, right? They are canon. Yeah, yeah they are canon. So, so and Maul has uh, has a huge backstory. Backstory has a huge story in Rebels, I guess. Right. So the the, the thing the thing about Maul apparently is after he uh, survived the the cut, getting cut in half thing. <laughs> look it up by how he survived because it's kind of ridiculous. It's something it's something to do with. Like, I'm so angry. I'm so <laughs> angry at Obi Wan. So, 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 uh. Something to do with like a force heal yeah. kind of. I don't know something from the YouTube video I saw. He he hated Obi Wan so much for cutting him in half, which which understandable. He used the force to will himself to be alive, keep himself alive, or something like that. Is that something what like that? Yeah, and his brother <laughs> found him. Got him some spider legs. Eventually evolved into regular legs and stuff like that. So, and that's all canon, right? That's all canon. Yeah, yeah. Which I, pr- I, I, I still want to watch Clone Wars and Rebels. Sure. And eventually, okay. I'll get to that point. Mm-hmm. But, but it, it did. It did, but and the reason why he's not a dart anymore is because he, when he went back, uh, Palpatine already has. Uh, he moved on. What's his face? Christopher. <laughs> Christopher. Uh, Plum, not Plumber. Christopher. I was gonna say Darth Sidious, but it's not Darth Sidious. It's Darth Sidious. No, Darth. No? <laughs> Darth. Darth. Oh, I Darth, can't believe I forgot his name. Christopher Lee. And it's Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. Forget that much. Okay, yeah. he has Christopher Lee already. And yeah. then they have the, the rule of two. Yeah. So it's like, I guess I can't be the, the same. Can you imagine anymore. being replaced by a 90 year old guy? <laughs> Good <laughs> Lord. Like, hey, they usually go younger and, and more athletic, but no, he went the opposite direction. <laughs> they, they are evil. Anyway, yeah. Dar- yeah, so he's not Darth Maul. He's Maul. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I guess Rebel fans are they're familiar with the backstory with Maul and why he's like the boss of. Uh, Gangster, or yeah, gangster, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, I don't know. And it, but it, to me, it felt like the movie ended with like, oh, they're really trying to build a franchise because yeah. clearly that plot line hasn't been resolved yet. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you come back. You, you, uh, Kira, come back with me. We're gonna hang out more. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna rule the universe together. I guess. Yeah, I guess. it's so, gonna yeah. be unfortunate because I don't know if they're gonna be able to bother with the, with a trilogy for this. Because I don't know. Uh, well, I guess they can toss in the comic books. Comic yeah, books but no, it. no, they can also. Uh, they, they have to do the Obi Wan. But, but so if they do, do they? the Obi, if they do the Obi Wan, we can they can throw them in there. Even though they had a showdown apparently in. In one in of the cartoons, right? Yeah, and Rebels can- already had a conclusion with Obi Wan and Dark. Yeah, exactly. And and, uh, Maul, but what you? Uh, but we're uh, we're we kind of forgot the point. What do you think of the cameo? I thought it was surprising. Uh, you didn't sound very first. I was first. I was confused. I'm like, 
okay, is this the guy, is this the same species or is it really Darth Maul? Right. And then he showed his lightsaber. Exactly. Oh, it's Darth Maul. I was just about to say, yeah. <laughs> In case didn't drive the point home hard enough with the horn and the thing and the thing. Vroom, vroom. Like, why would, why, like, why would you threaten a girl? Just in case you didn't I know. know it's me. It's like, like, but the thing is, you're thousands of light years away. Like, if you're going to threaten somebody, like, why would that lightsaber do anything? It's like, okay, I guess. You have a lightsaber, but you're trillions of miles away. It's like, what are you going to do with that? I guess, I don't know. <laughs> it's more the audience. Uh, at least when, with The Last Jedi, when Hux and the Emperor had a, a scene, whatever, the Emperor was able to use his force throughout, you know, through the cosmos. True, tra- You true. know what I mean? It's like, that made sense to me. But him, you know what I mean? It's like, I, if I face if I FaceTime somebody in China and I show him a gun, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna get you, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> the guy in China's gonna go, what? What are you, what's that, what's that gonna do to me? What, 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 what are you talking about? Anyway. Exactly. I did like the fact that, that, that Kira did, like, betray um, uh, the gangster guy, yeah. Paul Bethany's character, and took over pretty much. Right. You know, I, I like that because it, it made sense to the whole like, I've done things in my past you don't know. Yeah. Okay. And as soon as he I, goes, I'll be right behind you. And I'm yeah. thinking like, okay, Han, you're either an idiot yeah. or, or or really... Yeah, you should watch more movies, Han. When they <laughs> said they were right behind you, they're never <laughs> they're right behind you. They're, they're never right behind you. They're always going to do something uh, uh, either noble, heroic, sacrifice themselves or something a little bit, you know, uh, cynical and, and, and selfish and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, I did like that twist. I like the fact that her fighting style is supposed to be the same fighting style as the Praetorian Guards for Snoke. Sure. You know, so they have all these little Star Wars Easter eggs and whatnot. But but the worst Easter egg is still the whole solo name thing. Gosh. God damn it. That's the worst thing. <laughs> Midichlorian! By the way, I have no I've watched a bunch of breakdown videos. Remember that one like, after watching those breakdown videos, I have no I have no answer to this. But so uh Beckett solo they meet the the space pirate people and turn out to be kid, uh, kid soldier and stuff like that. Right. And then at one point, she tells a story about you know, uh, their their gang is made up of people who've lost plants and all, and all that stuff. At some point, they draw a symbol or something like that into the dirt and stuff like that. Yeah. Any idea what that is? That's the symbol of the the red the crimson dawn or whatever it's called. Yeah, but it's not a callback to anything, right? No, it's it's basically saying like, hey, that little tattoo on Kira's uh-huh. wrist, that's the same symbol as that one. Oh, so she's part of the... She's part... You didn't know, You didn't get that? I didn't get... I had no idea at that point. I, was, I, I thought that was obvious she's part of that. Good, that part... I, I knew part of that, but I thought... I meant... I knew I knew she was part of it in, the, in that sense, but I didn't know if it was a callback to previous Star Wars movies. You know? What oh I mean? no no no! It's that's a callback I, to the same movie. Yeah, okay, it's the same movie. Okay, because yeah. I kept looking at like that's not the rebellion symbol. That's not in the shape of a lightsaber and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's like oh. yeah, I, I was waiting for them to do a reaction shot from Kira when when she did the symbol. Didn't she cover up or something? Or was that a different part of the movie? No, there was no there was no scene. It was okay. it was like I guess yeah. it was just covered up. Okay. And then, but there was no like like pan to Kira like a let's see her reaction. You know, nothing like yeah. that. You yeah. know, it was just like. It's her. She was probably one of those people that cut off people's tongues gotcha. or whatever. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, again, oh, this goes back to an idea I said earlier. This movie hints at a better movie, which is which is which is a problem. The whole idea of child children soldiers making up this ragtag uh, alliance and oh, stuff like that, giving Disney more ideas. Yeah, that that to me is interesting. Like I said, <laughs> when that girl when that when that thing took off her mask, I was like, I was surprised by how young she is. She's like what 13, 12, uh, 14 years old and stuff. Like that. Yeah, uh, to me that's that's interesting. Child it also seems like a good parallel to uh, Last Jedi's ending. 
yeah. where the future of the rebellion are with the young. Yeah, uh, to me, and that if you make that movie, that speaks to where we are today and stuff like that. Going, you know, children are, c- are coming together after all these kind of mass shooting and stuff like that. They're taking a stand and, and you know, for, trying to force change and stuff like that. I believe the children yeah. are the future. Again, this movie hints at a better movie than the actual movie you see, which is which again is, is a problem. And also, oh, sorry, I forgot to mention my opinion of of Darth, Darth Maul. One other thing I had about Darth... Okay, I guess I call him Maul now. It's, it, it also condemns how shitty the other the actual villains in this movie are. You know what I mean? That the most interesting villain that pops up at the end is like, hey, it's Darth Maul from the other movie. You know what I mean? It doesn't speak... That's the most interesting villain? That's the most interesting in this movie. That was just so, a cameo at best. Yeah, but it speaks to the fact that he overshadows everybody else. You know what I mean? In this movie. Nothing else about the villains in this one is It didn't memorable. seem like this movie had a legitimate villain. I mean, Paul Bettany's character is supposed to be the villain, but he yeah, was exactly. he had such a minor role... I don't even consider that a villain, really. Yeah, he's a chewing the scenery. He has a he has an interesting blade thing, I guess. But yeah, it, it isn't like with with like film noir films where the where like in Maltese Falcon, where the villain was always in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know, this one was literally was it was just all about the MacGuffin of getting the uh, the thing. The Coraxin? Yeah. So that, that that seems to be pretty much it, and then yeah. everybody else is suspect kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I I mean, yeah. What 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 else is there really to say about this movie? Really, mm-hmm. at this point. Ah, we we we'll go we'll go deep into the whole droid right thing after the credits, but uh, but yeah, as far as this movie is concerned, uh, I was just happy that I enjoyed it. That's all. It was a movie I saw yesterday. It lasted about two hours and ten minutes. Well, two hours, yeah, two hours and ten minutes. Yeah, so I got, so <laughs> I got. I it's one of those things where it's kind of it's. I'm really on the fence. You know what I mean? It's it's if somebody asks me, hey, should I go see Han Solo in the theater? I'm like, hey, maybe go. Earlier, you know, where you got you, you know, if you pay like twenty dollars a night, you're getting ripped off. If you go in the afternoon when ticket prices are a little cheaper, you know, if like five bucks, six bucks, ten bucks, you know, what I mean? yeah, it's fine. You know what I mean? Oh, how about this? I-, I will still rank this above the prequels. I mean, come on, I took a I took a dump this morning. That I rank above the prequels and stuff. <laughs> the prequel, pre- the pre- the prequels are atrocious, especially Phantom Menace. The, well, the, the the prequels really has the whole like. Signs of better movies because he has all this imaginative, imaginative stuff in the prequels, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't really watch those movies again. It's just not, well, maybe, maybe uh, Revenge of the Jedi or Revenge of the, no, wasn't it? Revenge of the Sith, Revenge of the Sith, Revenge of the Sith, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe that one. And at the same time, I'm like, wait, does it start hiding Hayden Criticism? Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> of all, the, of all the, the, I here's my whole thing about the prequels the Revenge of the Sith. The Attack of the Clones, they're bad, but they're not as bad as the Phantom Menace. The, the Phantom Menace is a league of its own. I think Clones is worse than Phantom, Phantom Menace. You, have you gone back and seen Phantom Menace recently? Have you seen back, go back seen Attack of the Clones recently? Actually, I have. I have actually kind of skimmed through all three of them a bit recently. But the Phantom Menace, if you if you look at it again, it's as bad as uh, the, the, uh what's that what's that movie the Disaster Artist is based on? Uh, oh really? Yeah, it's bad acting, bad state staging. It looks it's amateurish. You know what I mean? It's really really bad. Phantom Menace is really bad. So the prequels are the worst movies, you know, of the Star Wars canon. Yeah. Obviously, even even the Clone Wars movie, which was the uh, which is I guess part of the part of the prequels. Yeah, yeah. I would do you know I but this is not as of, of the new movies. This is not as good as Rogue One. It's not as good, obviously, yeah. as Last Jedi or Fa- uh, Force Awakens and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. this, this, this is dead smack in the middle of all the Star Wars movies. Yeah, out of the 10 Star Wars movies that are currently out, not counting Clone Wars. Yeah. Is that right? How's that mat in my head? Uh, eight, Rogue One. Here we go. 
oh, then yeah, it's out of the 10 movies, including Clone Wars. Yeah. This is definitely not the worst. It's like right dead smack in the middle. After the trilogy, uh, after Rogue One. I'm just thinking of, did I watch the Clone Wars? That's like the cartoon one, right? Like, but the, 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 the first episode, or the quote unquote first episode, the Ashe movie. Is that the Which one was released they, in the theaters? Yeah, is that the one where they had to get uh, they the, first introduced Asoka uh, Tano? Right, and also that's the one, is that the one where they had get uh, Jabba's baby? Yes, yeah, yeah so. I didn't see it. So I would go prequels at the bottom, uh, Solo, that that cartoon movie, and so you actually like what the, like the cartoon movie. Yeah, my nephew enjoyed it as we were watching it, so that counts for something. I tried to rewatch it because I wanted to watch Clone Wars again, mm-hmm. and I couldn't go through it. Yeah, like halfway that through, I'm like, like, can I just skip this because this is not that great? It's not that, it's not that great, but still, it's I think it's me. It's slightly. It wasn't even. It solo. wasn't even entertaining in the solo sense. My nephew actually wanted to bounce on solo after like an hour. He wanted to leave. I oh, had to really? convince him to stay. Yeah. So I would. So he enjoyed. So he enjoyed that that clone thing better than the, this movie. So I would go prequels, Han, that that clone TV movie, and then you know the the rest. It's not a TV movie because they actually release it in theaters. Sure, but um, I'll I'll end this discussion with this. Han Solo kept saying he's a pilot, he's a pilot, he's a pilot, Mm -hmm. but you never really see him pilot anything until the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, I don't really see a lot of crap about that online when when people were saying how did Ray found of pilot the Millennium Falcon when when all we had to go for is that she's a pilot. Yeah, and how did he learn to, to speak Chewbacca and stuff like that? <laughs> like, who knows? I don't know. Shit happens. I don't know. It's a big universe. That's what I mean. Nobody gives a rat's ass. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, like, the people who were hating yeah, on Ray for that. By the way, that's another question I didn't need an answer to. Like, how does Chewie and Han communicate? I don't care. I don't care. He, at some point, he spoke a little bit of Chewie, uh, Chewbacca, Wookiees, whatever. Like, I didn't care about that. I didn't need to know that. Wookiees. Like, like, I didn't need to. <laughs> who cares, man? It was a nice touch. Yeah. Because, oh you know, God. like, like in real life, when you're talking to somebody in a different language, there's always a barrier. But if that other yeah. person suddenly speaks your language, yeah. even a little bit, the it all, all it almost automatically makes their so makes the relationship unnecessary. better. So unnecessary, so unnecessary and stuff like that. Yeah, well, still, still. What's Han's last name again? How do you get that last name? <laughs> oh God, because he's a loner. Apparently, he has no God family. Damn it, he's so low. I'm surprised the guy didn't name him Han alone. <laughs> God damn. So lonely. <laughs> you're so lonely. Han lonely. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You're Han lonely. Han. Oh, nobody has no friends. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that, Han single. When that, when that scene came on and I was as it was unfolding, I looked around the theater like, am I watching this? It's going on. Anybody else see this? Is, on. is this really happening? What is this? How does this not get cut? How does this scene not get cut? I was like, what the hell is this? Maybe that's the thing. Lord and Miller's like, we got to cut that scene because that's so stupid. Lord's guy's like, no! <laughs> what, if this, yeah, what was this, the hill that he wanted to die on? No! Either uh, I go or these two directors go. I need that scene. Everybody <laughs> wanted to know what Han Solo's last name is. Like, oh, Jesus Christ, man. Okay. Jesus H Christ, man. All right. Oh, and on that goodness. note, thanks for listening. John Mayer, where can people find you online? You can find me at J-I-A-M-I-N-G-L-I-O-U on Twitter, the Twitter machine. Find me on, this is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert5x5. You can uh, find me on my Asset Movie blog, uh, the stuff in Junk Show, and the other podcast. Well, well said. Well said. Wait, I'm missing something. I saw the movie blog, the stuff in junk show. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the weekly comic strip. There you go. Yeah, we should be past the uh, one year mark very recently. But anyways, you can send comments to whowhatworstwhy at gmail.com via our Facebook page or through the website. If you want to show your support, head over to whowhatworstwhy.com slash support to find out how. And most recently, we added Google Pay, so you can do that too. Um, music has been provided by the Y-Axis. 
Find them at thewhyaccess.com. All the links and information can be found at whowhatwhereswhy.com and the show notes. All right, let's talk about this droid rights thing. And the reason why I'm saving it for after credits because I want to allude to Blade Runner and Black Mirror. So mm-hmm. for those of you listening, some spoilers for that. Mm-hmm. So the most recent Black episode of Black Mirror introduced AI life from a real-life person. Mm-hmm. question there was, are those all living beings as well? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's a sci-fi question that they've been asked for ever since science fiction was kind of invented. You know, the, the Japanese yeah. have tackled this a lot of t- a lot of times and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Uh, what do you call the it? The replicants I, in the Blade Runner, right? It, are it, those alive as well? Yeah, oh, Spielberg and Kubrick tackled in, in AI and stuff like that. Yep, it's one too. of those questions that's been what do you call it? That's been uh, that's been that's that's one of those fundamental questions that the sci-fi uh, people love to tackle, talk about, and stuff like that. I'm of the opinion that no, they don't have any rights because you know they're at some points it's just A, B, Cs, Ds, and wires connecting and stuff like that. You know, but that doesn't make it. But that my personal ideology doesn't. Uh, what do you call it? Doesn't mean it can't be entertaining and kind of fun. And I that's why I liked about L three. It's you know she's obviously very serious. She's obviously very passionate, but there's a certain flair and fun to it. You know what I mean? The first time you see her, she's breaking up a, a, a what do you call it? Like a fight club kind of thing. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like, right. you don't have to do this. You, you, you have rights and stuff like that. And I like her swagger and stuff and she like doesn't. that. She doesn't. Droids so, don't have rights in Star Wars. Yeah. Even to the present movies, they still don't have rights. They're still mm-hmm. more or less slaves. Right. They're machines. Mm-hmm. So why the hell, whoever, whoever was the first person to create a droid, why did you give them personality? Yeah. I mean, there are quite... They, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but there are there are rationales to it, to why they have personalities, right? Like the the interaction between you and the droid itself would be more. It's it's that's it's, a, that's an yeah, argument you know, for why Siri has a personality, Google right. Assistant, Alexa. Uh, sorry, I, I'm not supposed to say the A word, right? Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I mean that's the same rationality. But but mm-hmm. even there, you can you can recognize that, that those are not living things. Mm-hmm. Those, yeah. They're just like uh, yeah. canned personalities. Mm-hmm. The droids in Star Wars, replicants, and and in the Black Mirror AI thing, mm-hmm. you're pretty much those are like actual like full on personalities. Yeah. So how do you work around that logic? Yeah. Well, uh, the, well, the thing is, the thing with the Star Wars universe, it's a little, it's a little bit different in the sense that they're they are droids, right? So they're not they're not humanoids, right? You know what I mean? They don't take the shape and they don't you know the persona of human necessary. You know what I mean? What, what I'm trying to say well, is they do. I mean, L three, L three was so human. Yeah, but that's the personality. But they don't present themselves as like as something as the like the replicants in uh, Blade Runner and stuff like that. They're not passing off as humans, though. You well, know what well, I mean? Get, They're not get, there to fool you. Be careful with that line of thinking, because be, people in the old days thought like black people weren't humans because they're black. Mm-hmm. You know, no, they thought they were subhuman and stuff like that. They were different category and stuff. Like that. But I, I let's not mix up too many different things, though. But I'm saying no. But I think there is a distinction, though. That droids are when you look at a droid you don't think oh that's not that's that's not a human stuff like that blade runner the, the point of those replicate, replicate humans humans and stuff like right. that they're obviously meant to dece- in a sense deceive you and simulate be part of society as an actual you know, human stuff like that. droids are, are it's a diff- it's a different line of thinking droids are like i said even it's i think the question for the droids are like they're there to serve you and then but you know what i mean they're piling your ships they're making your food and stuff like that they have personalities and stuff like that. you give them personalities and stuff like that. does that mean they they give they, they have rights and stuff like that which would, I mean? which would explain why why uh luke was most of the star wars characters even luke and whatnot mm-hmm. they they treated c3po and r2d2 mm-hmm. almost like pets yeah like luke was away from r2d2 for decades mm-hmm. And the first time that he met her, he was like, oh, look, it's R2. And yeah. that's 
essentially all you the all the reaction you got from Luke. Yeah. There was no like I've had you for this many years. Yeah. In the kind of thing, there was nothing like that. Like Darth Vader doesn't even recognize C three PO was was a droid he he made. Yeah, and that's one of the things that uh, what do you call it? yeah, if you look at all the interaction between a human and a droid in the Star Wars canon, it, the droids are always sort of in the service of something. They always serve like a purpose. You know what I mean? They always used R two D two to a. You have to break into the 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 Death Star. You know what I mean? To translate something. You know what I mean? R three D three. You have to do a protocol. What's the protocol here? What's language do you speak and stuff like that? They're all in the service. Of They're just tools. Yeah, there's tools. They're like if I saw, if I saw my the shoes I used yeah. to wear ten years ago and suddenly came back to life or whatever, or came back to my life, I'd be like, oh, hey, I used to wear those shoes. And that's all I will feel about it. Yeah, and also, I don't mean to bring it back, uh, bring up uh, Solo again, because we just reviewed that movie. But that's one of the interesting <laughs> things about uh, the relationship between L3 and uh, Han. You know, I mean, I'm sorry, L3 and Lando, because Lando, according to L3, he was like, hey, they were kind of, he was kind of into her and stuff like that. You know I mean? Right. They saw more more to it than that and stuff like that. And she kind of said no, but she was also kind of curious too and stuff like that. Well, let's so say it would work. Yeah. Because, I mean, Kira was like, like, how will that work? It's like, oh, it would work. Oh, it would work. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... And that that's 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 good stuff right there. Uh, 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 to me, that's worth exploring in, in future uh, uh, Star Wars and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think compared to Blade Runner, which obviously they're supposed to replicate humans, so falling in love with a replicant or or, or have a relationship with them seems very logical. In yeah, more sense. plausible. It's more plausible in Blade. The no, whole Blade AI Rivers. transfer thing in Black Mirror that is introduced, uh, even though that's just like a computerized version of the personality of a person, or like Black Mirror where they they have the AIs of those humans in a video game or mm-hmm. in a like an an amulet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, those are they have personalities, but at the same time, they're they don't have a body really. Yeah. You know, it, it's one of those, or like the, when the when the guy or the kid or the 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 wife, right, went into the bear mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, is that alive? Yeah. Even though it feel, it thinks it's alive. Does that bear have rights? You know, and stuff it, like those ones are, I think, are less problematic mm-hmm. because I think rationally you think, well, that's still not the person. It's just a, a copy of the person. Yeah, a copy of the person. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but in in Star Wars, I think it's more problematic because these are droids who clearly seem to have like full on personalities. Yeah. And nobody created those personalities. It just almost seemed like they came to life on their own. Mm-hmm. So, and the fact that everybody from even our favorite heroes ignored them as like living things is kind of problematic. Yeah. It's like that's like the darkest part of Star Wars to me mm-hmm. at this point. And the L three and the thing the thing is though, even from the very first movie, A New Hope, where the droids were in shackles, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, this is this. They never shied from the fact that droids are like slaves, yeah. and we've never really talked about it until at, at the whole L three thing came about. Mm-hmm. It's is, interesting. It's yeah. interesting. Uh, it's something worth exploring. But at the end of the day, though, I was. It's not. It's not the most. I don't know. It's not the most. It's not the, to me. It's not the most defining kind of thing about Star Wars, though. Well, not the I, most defining thing. Yeah, but it's like a, a, it's like a dark well, side of Star Wars that, yeah, that nobody know, really talked about until like now. I don't know if it's dark because, like I said, the, I mean, the thing is, you kind of define one of the things you define life by is like, can that thing recreate life? Can it? Reproduce life. I haven't seen an instance where droids reproduce. Are making another droid. Making other droids, whether through building or some other means and stuff. What's that's like? This is not. It's a different uh, review and stuff. But one of the interesting things about uh, Blade Runner, uh, the latest one, twenty forty nine. Twenty forty nine. They took that. They they asked that question. They took that. So they took the next step. They they yep. they, they, they they leveled up on the argument and stuff like that. Because at, at, in that movie. Uh, the, the synthetics, whatever they're called, they started reproducing and stuff Correct. like that. So that's it's, that's interesting. Yeah. So yeah. unless, and I think there is, maybe there is an avenue for Star Wars to explore that, 
but I think that, I think L three has a good introduction to the, the whole that part of the, the the mythology and stuff like that. Yeah, I would like though. I would like some indie director <laughs> indie director mm-hmm. to to tackle the topic, like actually make a dark horror mm-hmm. Black Mirror esque like Star Wars movie or even a Star Wars show, mm-hmm. toss it into the DC streaming app or whatever, and just like cover that the droid rights thing. Well, John Favreau is is working on a TV show. Maybe that's something he's yeah, not going to tackle that. Yeah. I, bet, I bet you he's not going to tackle that. Yeah. It seems like everybody was willing to not tackle that until now. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Is it? I. It's it's just, it's an interesting question. It it's actually probably one of the better parts of the last uh, the Han the Han movie and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the most interesting thing about to talk about with the Han yeah. Solo movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been another episode of Spoilers, please, which is part of the Who What Where Spoiler.